It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. You're listening to BGN Radio. Thrown out to the far side of the bubble screen and running in for the touchdown is Jeremy Macklin. Right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Fueled by Duncan Philly. Mm. And part of the Liberty Broadcast Network. And uh, strenuously trying to work through this awful cold. February sucks, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, February doesn't suck because Combine is just right around the corner. In fact, it's just uh, one more day uh, ahead of when we're recording this. I'm joined by the beautiful, the wonderful Mr. Mike K. What's happening, my friend? How are you? It's only a day away. And we will also- You like how I harmonize there? I was kind of like up here. You can't see my hand, but I was up here, but I should have been a little bit more down here. No, no, I, I like it. Okay. You nailed it, buddy. Thanks, bud. <laughs> I'm hanging in there. And of course, um, uh, Mike, always hard at work. We're going to also be talking to Maryland linebacker, Mr. Matt Robinson. Uh, Oklahoma defensive back, Mr. Julian Wilson, as we'll get to know them uh, uh, before, uh, you know, everything gets started here. But uh, first and foremost, I guess we can kind of go through some of this weird stuff that's happening. Uh, Nate Allen uh, was arrested uh, just yesterday, I guess, right? Um, And I, I guess when you first read this thing, I, I, I know that there's it, – listen, it's it would be horrible if this – I hope they catch whoever, you know, was doing this uh, deed. But um, apparently <laughs> Nate Allen was arrested because he was masturbating while making faces at a woman or a group of women in his F-250, which uh, definitely tops, uh, you know, uh, the Kellen Winslow uh, masturbating outside of Target last year and. Uh, you know, he was released, and obviously it doesn't sound like Nate Allen was even a part of this, and somebody just mentioned him by name, <laughs> but what was, uh, what were you thinking when you saw this story here, Mike? Well, you know, I put it out on Twitter. I've met Nate a few times, um, you know, having lived in Florida, and also met him at the team hotel a couple of times. He's a really nice guy, uh, 
probably, you know, as a lot of beat writers have alluded to, he's probably one of the nicer guys on the team and probably the last person you would expect to do this. So I said on Twitter, like I was going to, I wasn't going to rush to hold, you know, my judgment on that one until we had a report. And um, luckily, you know, he was cleared. It seems like he was cleared and um, of any wrongdoing. And I just feel awful for him because this is really an embarrassing thing to come back from and have to answer questions about and, just even acknowledge, you know, he, he acknowledged having a 17 year old sister and, and a niece, you know, he's uh, obviously a lover of women, if you will. And, you know, it's a shame that he had to be brought up in a sex crime uh, investigation. That's, yeah, that's, the, you know, the investigation's still ongoing and he had mentioned, he's like, good, I hope so. You know, take a look at the cameras. Can, can you find something, anything, any type of camera, anything that obviously tells me that I'm not there. So, then the other thing we heard uh, was uh, ESPN had reported that the Browns uh, were very interested in trading uh, Josh Gordon for Nick Foles. And uh, you kind of go through all that stuff. I was like, oh, wow, what a crazy wide receiving core that would have been. And you would have had to hang with Michael Vick and he would have gotten injured. And then who knows what the quarterback situation was uh, going to be then. But I don't know. I, I mean, in the hindsight, obviously, it doesn't, you know, thank God that didn't happen because now you're. You have this whole debacle this year, and who knows his playing future now. So, um, I either way, it would have been nice to have you know the idea of Josh Gordon on there, but uh, having Nick Foles here with maybe uh, some trade value and maybe uh, you know being your being your quarterback for the future or whatever it is ends up being the better case, right, Mike? Yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, you, you're not getting anything for Josh Gordon now, so uh, you know potentially Nick Foles could help you trade up for Mariota, or he could. Uh, be acquired for you know a second round pick or what have you or he could be here for a while you know so uh, you have options with Nick Foles I don't think you really have options with Josh Gordon even going back to last year so um, yeah and and also from a character standpoint Josh Gordon really doesn't fit the Chip Kelly mold if you will so uh, I don't you know it, it was brought up that they turned down the offer but it's not like they could have ever been really involved in discussions it doesn't seem like they would have had any interest in him just from a personality standpoint with Josh Gordon. So um, not that it's not news, but um, you know, I'm not really surprised that they turned down a deal for a guy who's been suspended more times than he's had hot meals. Exactly. Exactly. Um, And you know, good for your fantasy line. I'm not great for your football team. That being said, uh, a lot of people, you know, uh, getting cranky pants and filling up their diapers a little bit here, too. Eagles also announced uh, today that nobody, no head coaches, no anything, will be speaking at the Combine along with the Saints and the Patriots. I know that there's a lot of people that say, look, they're just they're hiding. They're doing all this other stuff. They shouldn't be doing this. Um, But I, I honestly don't get the. Don't get the up, you know, the uproar of uh, oh, they're you know they're ducking questions. They don't want to respond to the media and all this stuff. Look, they don't owe us anything, you know. They don't owe me anything. And in fact, whatever they're planning on doing in the off season, it doesn't benefit them to talk to anybody. You know, all this stuff, all this Mariota stuff that's flying all over the place. Um, I, I just yeah, keep it quiet. Free agency is going to come around. Somebody will have to chat here and there and then. Um, you know, Mike, do you really care either way if they're not talking at the combine? It's Bush League, John. Uh, no, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not advantageous to talk. What is talking ever done for anybody other than make Jerry Lewis a famous person? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't really understand what... Uh, no, nah, that doesn't even make any sense. But whatever, anyway. Um, this is a terrible joke attempt. I'm sorry, BGN Radio. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I don't really see what 
benefits them. I, I really, to me, there's, you know, if you feel awful about how the stuff went down with Howie, there's nothing they can say to make you feel better. And there's nothing that they should say to make you feel better. Um, from a Mariota standpoint, how many times is Chip going to have to, you know, uh, massage his ego i mean more i i just don't really understand like what 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 are you searching for to know that it's such a big deal to have chip kelly talk for the umpteenth time about mariota or about anything really i mean what's he going to tell you that you don't already know um and just the, yeah exactly and you know i don't know they just let's let's get to the uh free agency and and that's that's where i think we all want to be so we can start talking about different stuff and one of those things uh is that randall cobb and i know his, his name's been brought up a couple of times and um you know to either be along with jeremy macklin or if macklin walks then he would be a, uh you know a great like secondary option to bring in here but um you know again uh, reported yesterday a couple of days ago actually that he wants nine million a year, and if you're thinking that, well, that's that's pretty much where you have Jeremy Macklin now. Um, you know, what does that mean for Macklin's price, Mac? Well, you know, I, I think you got to look at it two ways. I think Cobb and and Macklin are pretty comparable. Uh, Cobb had 12 touchdowns last year, Macklin had 10, but Macklin had more yardage, and he's been a lo- around longer. Uh, with the team, he's also the the Eagles' number one receiver, as Mr. Randall Cobb, who's the number two in in Green Bay. Um, I mean, I think that they're going to level out. I think Macklin, if if he if Cobb's looking for nine, Macklin should be looking for anywhere between eight and a half and nine and a half. Uh, I think that's kind of where he falls. I think Macklin's either the third or fourth best receiver in free agency behind Demarius Thomas and Des Bryant, who I think both will get franchise tagged. Uh, so it'll really be on Macklin to set the market or Cobb to set the market. And I don't think Macklin's agent is in a position where he should set the market because you don't want to miss out on any dime that you possibly can. And I think that's why Macklin hired somebody new. And a couple of guys that uh, you might not want to miss out on as we head into the combine, as we welcome in right now, Oklahoma defensive back, Mr. Julian Wilson. He is on the Duncan Philly hotline with us right now. Julian, how are you this afternoon? I mean, I'm good. Just uh, down here at IMG trying to wrap these last couple of days up before I head out to Indy. Absolutely. You got your uh, plane tickets booked, everything ready to go. Are you pretty excited to kind of go through this process right now? Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited. You know, coming in, playing Division One football, this is what you dream about, getting a chance to go and showcase, showcase your talent down in Indy. So I've been looking forward to it and training hard, and I'm ready to go out there and show what I can do. Uh, Julian, you were a top recruit in Oklahoma as both a defensive back and a wide receiver. Why was it so important to stay local and commit to the Sooners? Uh, I mean, it was just a – just a. you can't really beat a chance like that. Uh, I had a chance to go to Oklahoma and compete for national championship while at the same time being able to play in front of my family and close friends and my high school coaches. Just being able to let everybody who helped me get their experiences with me was just – it made everything an easy decision. Now, Julian, I, I, a lot of outside voices are saying that this class of defensive backs is is really thin. It's really weak. It's you know, it's not worth an, investing high draft picks in and all that other stuff. How do you respond to that sort of things? Do you pay attention to it at all? Or you just does that make your job maybe a little easier uh, to showcase your talent? Uh, I just man, really, I just go in and focus on the things I can control. I can't control things like that. All I can control is how hard I work. And what I can do on the field, uh, Julian. You know, a lot of folks would call you a character guy. You know, you were an all all academic honoree a few times. Uh, you volunteered for a relief trip in Haiti. Can you talk about how like character like that builds um, a good team and why 
character is so important to coaches and to players? I mean, just having great character. I've seen when I first got into OU that, I mean, it takes you a long way. You really get respect around the community and around the team. I mean, I just really, outside of football, I just wanted to be able to make a difference in the community. So really going and working at the shelters and working with daycares, just really letting them know there's a positive way through anything. And Julian, when we when we look at your tape, it's obvious that, you know, you're a big guy. You're 6'2", 200 pounds. Um, I know you had that humongous hit about uh, against Tulsa, I think it was this year. Um, can you just talk about how your size, you know, kind of creates an advantage for you both in the passing game and the running game? I mean, I think my size is, is a big asset for me. Being Really being at OU, I, being able to play any position in the secondary, whether it was corner, hybrid linebacker, strong or free, really just being to be versatile and be able to put – be put at any position in the second day. Julian, you know, you talked about being versatile because of your size. Have you thought about converting to safety at the NFL level? I mean, I'm willing to play wherever they need me to play. I mean, I've, I've got reps of safety at Oklahoma. I'll be comfortable wherever I need to be. But I'll play on Sunday. You know, in the uh, you know, just from from our end here in Philadelphia, we know the Eagles love defensive backs with size. And have you been able to follow along with them at all, or do you have any kind of favorite team that you kind of uh, look at uh, during your college career? Uh, I mean, I really just like watching secondaries as a whole. So whatever games we would get in Oklahoma, I would really just watch the DBs. I got to, got to catch a couple of Philadelphia games, the Chiefs, really just everybody who we could, would get down there. I would kind of take time out after I would watch our game fields on Sunday to watch the DBs and see what they types of techniques they're doing and things like that. Uh, Julian, how are you preparing for the draft process for your pro day, the combine, your <laughs> private workouts? What, where are you, where are you, where are you training and, and uh, what are you doing to improve upon during, during the whole draft process? I'm, I'm currently down here training at IMG in Bradenton, Florida. And I'm really just focusing on just uh, technique, really just getting bigger, faster, stronger. I mean, you can never be too fast. You can never be too strong. So really just improving my, myself in all aspects of the game. And Julian, you know, what's one thing that I guess you would say you can do better than maybe anybody in this class or, you know, anybody currently in the in the NFL? What's one thing that you can do probably better than anyone? I mean, I'm just real coachable and really just all, all it takes is you to just tell me how you want something to say and I'll go out there and do it to the best of my ability. Julian Wilson from uh, Oklahoma is taking some time with us right here on BGN Radio. Julian, we uh, thank you so much. Good luck with the process. And if you end up in Eagles Green, obviously you're always welcome back. Thank you so much for your time. Okay, appreciate it. And a big uh, thanks again to uh, Julian Wilson uh, from Oklahoma for sitting with us. And, uh, of course, you know, we've talked to a bunch of players from the Combine. But, Mike, what is some of your favorite things at the Combine? I know you're a big three-cone guy. Oh, Oh, yes. I love the three cone. Um, you know, and you can, you know, if you search, uh, we, we linked to it earlier in the week when we did our combine preview for all the, the times and schedules and everything. But three cone is really a great test for cornerbacks, wide receivers and pass rushers to check their hips. Um, it's, it's a way to change their, it shows you their ability to change direction. And it's so important with the pass rusher. Most pass rushers that do really well in the three cone produced pretty well in the NFL. Um, I believe Connor Barwin had an incredible three cone. Um, uh, I think JJ Watt had a pretty good one off the top of my head. You're looking at guys that can move to certain spaces in a hurry with contact. Um, and I think, you know, obviously we all look at the 40, the 40 is great. Um, it's important, 
but we also have to keep in mind that the short shuttle and the shuttle are just as important because if you look at a guy like LaShawn McCoy, yeah, LaShawn McCoy might run a 4-5, but you know by the time he's run a 60-yard, by the time he's had a 60-yard run, you know he's slowing down. So you want to see what their long end speed is as well. You don't, you want to see if guys have breakaway speed and that's what the shuttles do. Um, I also think it's important to uh, both the jumps, you know, the broad and the vertical, it shows you their explosion. Um, But, you know, also with quarterbacks, I can't wait to see some of these guys throw if they do throw (coughs) James Winston, but uh, (laughs) you know, at least we'll get to see Brett Hundley uh, throw yeah, to the ground. That'll finally, be- <laughs> yeah, he's finally climbing out of this. That's what I was saying. Like, I think Mike Mayock even had said that, uh, you know, it's not really going to show him anything. You know, it's not going to show him anything different. He just can show off his arm a little bit, um, all that other stuff. I'm sure he's going to run the 40, and that'll, um, you know, have have some uh, relevance there. Going back to the three-cone times uh, there, uh, Mike K, uh, would you be shocked if I told you who ran a 6 point? Four two in two thousand eleven, uh, and his name was Jeff Mail. That's right. That doesn't <laughs> shock me at all. Uh, Jeff Mail was a cornerback initially when he was recruited to uh, Oregon, so that doesn't surprise me. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Here, I'm going to make a bold prediction. I think Quentin Rollins finishes yes. in the top three of cornerbacks in, in the three cone this year. Absolutely, and maybe the top three in. I think he finishes in the top five overall. That kid has some of the most ridiculous hips for a cornerback coming out of college I think I've ever seen. So um, I will tell you who will not be in the top three, Jalen Collins. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. (laughs) Uh, I I just have a sense of I know there's a lot of people that like to link. I mean, it's obvious. It's obvious in all these mock drafts that the Eagles are linked to whatever cornerback, whatever safety, whatever flavor is gone during that week. But let me tell you, folks. I think this is. I think this is where you see Jalen Collins look as a a uh, you know a one first or second round hype uh, type of thing, and and watch him just kind of drop right into the mid rounds uh, after the combine. But we'll be we'll be into that. Um, obviously, the forty times are, are some of my favorites because uh, it's exciting and fun and all that stuff. But more importantly, when Rich Eisen runs the forty, I think is Ooh. kind of my favorite thing in the combine uh, as a whole. Plus, you get to see how bored coaches and uh, players and all that good stuff is but uh yeah man i mean is there anything uh any group of players actually that you are excited to look at mike well you know we brought it up earlier when we were talking to julian uh wilson uh basically the 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 defensive back group i want to see if they have anything special going on with them because this class doesn't come off very special on tape so let's see if they make us as mike mayock always says if we watch the combine and they impress us in a way and we go back to, to watch the tape and notice something we didn't before that I want to see. I also want to see the tight ends uh, really kind of not just for the Eagles, but in general kind of evolve because it's kind of like a pretty mediocre tight end class. Um, I'd like to see some offensive linemen run. I'm really mm-hmm. excited about that. If they, if you're an Eagles fan and you're at home, just a, you know, a rule of thumb, if they run under five on their 40 time, chances are they're probably an Eagles target. Yeah. Um, that's what they want. I believe Evan Mathis, every every t- every starting offensive lineman on the Eagles, except for I think Todd Harriman's, ran under five at the Combine. Uh, and Todd ran about like a 508. So as long as they're under 5-1, I think you've got a safe bet that the Eagles might have interest in them. Yeah, it's going to be uh, going to be very interesting to see where uh, kind of where these guys' stock rise and fall. Um, a lot of opinions changed after this. So it's, um, you know, it gets you closer to free agency. It gets you 
right right back into the thick of things, even though it just feels like we uh, football just ended not too long ago. But uh, speaking of which, uh, back on the Duncan Philly hotline, we'd like to welcome in Maryland linebacker Matt Robinson as he joins us uh, right now. Matt, how are you today? I'm great. How about you? Uh, doing fantastic, my friend. I, you know, coming out of high school, I, I was reading your bio. You were a pretty versatile guy here. You played a little bit of wide receiver. You played linebacker. Uh, some of you actually, you know, people actually viewed you as a tight end. Uh, and you ended up playing safety to start your career. Uh, what was that? Was that more of a position of necessity, or were you trying, uh, willing to basically try anything to make the team? Well, yeah. I mean, I was just going in uh, with the mentality. I was just trying to, you know, earn my spot on the team and whatever they needed me at. I was. I came in as an athlete, so whatever they uh, felt the best fit would be, and they had enough people on offense, and they were uh, they lacked some depth at safety, and they thought I could come in and contribute right away. So that's what I did. You know, you you're from Maryland, uh, but you had offers from Pitt and UConn and Boston College. What made you decide to stay, you know, near home at Maryland? Well, really, they were the uh, the one school that was, I guess, uh, with me throughout the whole recruiting process, and they were the first ones to give me that first initial Division One offer. So, you know, I thought that was very big, and you know, it was going to be close to home, and I just had a lot of common ground with that with that original staff and. I thought it would be a good fit for me here. And after, you know, playing safety for most of your career at Maryland, you moved to linebacker. How hard was that transition? Or, you know, what kind of challenges did you face moving moving that spot? Um, Really, I thought it was just really physical, uh, just physical challenges, you know, closer to the line, dealing with a lot more uh, 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 fullbacks and um, and linemen and getting that uh, part of my game. And I just had to gain, I'd gained about, like, and uh, 20 pounds because I was already I was kind of a big safety, so that that process wasn't really too hard for me. But uh, it was just it, it just it just took a little just took a little bit to get used to. But I, I thought I did it well. Uh, Matt, you know you, you had a productive career, but you also dealt with injuries quite a bit in college. What do you attribute that to, and how are you currently feeling heading into the draft? Um, I'm feeling great now, but uh, I just I just like I, I really had some bad luck because I never got hurt. Or like in high school and playing sports like growing up so it was just sort of something that some fluke stuff things that happened uh while i was in college and um hoping that's uh in the past and you know i sort of did what i had to do to overcome those injuries and i'm looking forward to you know showing that on pro day and you know do you plan on continuing the the type of versatile style that you brought you know throughout your entire Football career here. You're six three, two forty five. Any thoughts on which position you'd like to play in the NFL? Uh, I mean, really, wherever they uh, see me fit, I can I, I can see myself playing linebacker or any type of hybrid safety. I, I don't think I'm a true safety anymore, just because I've gained a I've gained a lot of weight. But I feel like uh, I can still I can still cover you know a lot of uh, a lot of different uh, back, whether it's backs or maybe a, a receiver or even, you know, definitely tight ends, and I think uh, that skill set will suit me well at the next level. Matt, what are you doing to prepare for your pro day and your workouts, um, you know, to get coaches and scouts excited about you? I'm really just trying to uh, get stronger, uh, get get stronger, show that, I'm, show that I'm healthy, and, you know, obviously, you know, run, run a good 40, working on uh, my acceleration so I can uh, uh, make sure I can uh, show some good times. And really, I just want to show the scouts that I'm strong, strong and healthy and I'm, I'm ready to go and you know i i've been asking a lot of the a lot of the prospects this and i'm just curious what you know what do you do better in your mind 
do you think than probably anybody that's coming into this class? Uh, I really think I can cover any any tight end or any running back out the backfield or on the line of scrimmage uh, better than anybody. I think that's one of the best things I've been able to do since coming from safety because I know all the ins and outs of coverages and just the things of leverage and what people try to do in past concepts. And I really think that uh, that's probably my best skill set coming in. Excellent. Well, Matt uh, Robinson, the linebacker from Maryland, uh, definitely keep an eye on him as uh, we move out through the draft process. Matt, thank you so much for joining us right here on BGN Radio. Appreciate you guys having me on. And a big thank you uh, again to Matt Robinson. We look forward to uh, the rest of your draft process. Uh, but, Mike, let's uh, keep it nice and sweet as uh, everybody wants to get to the televisions. Final thoughts from you, my friend. You know, we've interviewed a lot of really great people over the last couple of weeks getting ready for this combine. I think John and I both agree on this, that we're really rooting for these guys. You know, Sean Hickey from Syracuse, Max Williams from Minnesota, David Cobb from Minnesota, uh, Trey McBride from William and Mary. Um, who Max else we got Williams? Max, yeah, we said Max Williams, didn't we? Oh, did oh, we? I don't know. Whatever. Don't know. Anyway, <laughs> Max Williams, uh, you know, we, there's a lot of these guys that we really have taken a liking to, and they're great kids on and off the field. And uh, I really hope that you pay attention to them at the Combine. I hope you really enjoy the Combine. And just remember, always trust your eyes on tape before you trust the Combine. Just because a guy runs a 4-3 doesn't mean he can play. All right? So um, we'll see you guys next week. And hopefully we'll have some fun at the expense of some quarterbacks who are throwing balls into the ground. (laughs) Exactly right. Well, for myself, John Barchard. For uh, Mike Kay, we want to thank you very much for listening to BGN Radio episode number 84 right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and LibertyBroadcast.co. Always remember to spade and neuter your beat reporters. You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network.